Hey everybody, welcome back to the Netflix Club Podcast. I'm Noah. And I'm Tom. And right now we're going to start off with some Netflix news, and then later on we'll move into our top picks for uh, coming-of-age movies. But let's just go into the Netflix news. What do you got, Tom? So there's only one real big piece of news this week, and that is that Netflix finally added... Uh, downloading to their service. There was kind of, we kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago that they were going to potentially add downloading, but it was going to be... Like to specific areas. Gonna, yeah, it'd be like areas that didn't have Wi-Fi as often or like had didn't have as good reception, stuff like that. And they released it for everywhere. There's one small catch and that it's only on Netflix original titles. Really? Yeah, so if you... I believe it's from, maybe not. No, I think so because that makes a lot of sense. I tried downloading uh, some episodes of Twin Peaks uh, last night and it wouldn't go. So I think that would make sense if it's only Netflix original titles. Or it's if uh, maybe I'm wrong about only being it, but I think it is majority uh, Netflix original titles. Um, there, actually, not thinking about it. There is a few others because we I watched uh, you know we watched Source Fed Nerd and they did a video and they re, they mentioned a bunch of them that were downloadable that weren't Netflix titles. But for the most part, major, like Netflix is moving towards um, having more original content on there, so it would make sense that most of their content that they would option for downloadable would be uh, their own. But no, it's but I kind of like that they're like tossing in a few ones that uh, like couple popular ones or something yeah i know the ones that i one of the ones that they mentioned was like hot fuzz so it's like okay well, and yeah. Adventureland, and so those aren't netflix originals but they're good movies but there's only like a handful really that um that weren't netflix originals but for the most part every netflix original i believe um is downloadable and then a few of the uh, outside material i'm excited i don't think they're gonna move towards everything being downloadable because i just don't see them doing that yeah um but I'm excited with this. There's lots of good shows and movies and stuff like that that Netflix has um, op- available right now. Like, you know, we've covered Black Mirror. That was, that'd be excellent uh, to download. All um, the, the Marvel shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, super, I'm super excited to actually use the feature more. And for the most part, uh, I believe that when you download the episodes, it's actually less uh, space than you would think. Like if you were to download it from like iTunes or something. Really? I want to say that the video that I watched, uh, another one of the videos I watched on it, said that like they downloaded a whole season of The Office, which is like 22 episodes, 23 episodes, and then like 22 minutes a piece, and it was like a little over a gigabyte. Wow. So that's really a really good, uh, and that was uh, standard. That was not HD though, which doesn't really matter to me. But is there like an option to go back and go forth? A, you can go HD um, in your settings, but it just takes up more space. Okay, that but makes sense. For the most sense. part, one gigabyte for a whole season of show or a whole season of a show. That's really good. Is like pretty solid. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't have that space on my phone, but I would clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> right on up. Uh, okay, so then uh, any final thoughts on that? Uh, that's It's a great feature to have. I'm, I'm glad they added it, for sure. Okay, and then we'll talk about some stuff that's coming to Netflix in the next week or so. So, on the 8th, we have uh, the Cuba Libre... Lib- I'm not going to be able to... I'm going to butcher this. The Cuba... That's it? Yes, yeah, it's the, t- it's the one for transition. December 8th. The Cuba Libre story. Libre. Okay. Uh, Nacho Libre? Possibly. Maybe it's like an like a, a spinoff or I a sequel. I don't think it is, but that'd be really great. Uh, so that's uh, the, the Cuba Libre story. It's probably about Cuba, actually. That well, would make a lot of sense. I think Libre is free or something. Free Cuba? Something about... Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I'm going to guess. I don't know Spanish. Uh, that's season one. Of that's coming out December 8th. And December 9th, we have Captive Season 1, Cirque du Soleil, Junior, uh, Luna Petunia... It's going to be weird. Luna Petunia. I wanted to say Lunia. 
Luna. Luna Petunia season one, Club de Cuervo season one, Fuller House season two. Oh man. Four seasons in Havana season one, um, Medici, Masters of Florence season one, White Rabbit Project. Uh, season one, which is the uh, MythBusters crew show, uh, has the I don't know their names. I didn't watch MythBusters a lot, but the three uh, people that weren't Adam and uh, so like everybody else except for the main two guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, there's like three of them that were like featured on the show. I don't know. Nah. I didn't really watch a whole bunch. And then on That's December thirteenth, okay. we have Colony season one and Noble season one. And as for stuff that is. Oh, no, that was shows. And after other stuff that's coming, um, movie-wise, we have uh, December 6th, we have Blue Jay, uh, Homeland, Iraq, Year Zero, Reggie Watts, Spatial, The Devil Dolls, and The Model. Uh, December 9th, we have Spectral. December 10th, we have Lucky Number Slevin, Phantom of the Theater. December 11th, we have Breaking a Monster. December 12th, Ricardo O'Farrell, Christmas Special. December 13th, Kill Switch, and I Am Not a Serial Killer. And there's nothing leaving. Wait, what was that last one? I am not a serial killer, despite what people think. Is that a movie, or are you just kind of making a statement for everybody here? Maybe it's both. All right. I noticed like I a... I mean, d- I wouldn't lie. Okay, So yeah. maybe it's just a movie. No, I believe you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... nothing. Nothing's leaving this week, but there's a few stuff... A lot of Spanish stuff, it looked like. I don't know if it's going to be in Spanish, but like... You have Club de Cuervos, you have the Cuba Libre story, Medici, I don't think that's Spanish. A lot of, mm, I don't know. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> but but that's, that's cool. Yeah, I get you. But uh, I think that's cool. Uh, but I noticed also that there's like a distinct lack of like holiday-esque movies, and I'm surprised that like they wouldn't. Yeah, I think they have a handful of Christmas movies on Netflix. Um but uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff they will add, they add they usually add in the f- like first week or first day, first couple of days. And they added a few things, but nothing really huge. So, which makes sense. I just wish that Netflix, if they're not going to add a bunch of Christmas movies, like classic movies, which they do have a handful, but not a whole lot, then they should start making more original Christmas movies. Like they have the Bill Murray Christmas the, movie, yeah, the, whatever yeah. that's called. Um, but I, that's the only one I can really think of. I think if they're going to like... N- People rely, I don't want to say rely, people use their service or rely on their service over like going to the movies or going to like uh, family video or Redbox or something. So I feel like they should make themselves accessible for like Christmas. I mean, it's a big holiday. A lot of like people are going to want, want, going to, want to watch Christmas movies. I don't know. That's my no, thought. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that would be a good uh, area to explore with like their original the only content problem stuff. with that is that Netflix likes to pump a bunch of money into their original content and then Christmas movies are really only good two months out of the year maybe they could do like a Stranger Things Christmas special or like a Defenders Christmas special where they're just all hanging out drinking hot cocoa even if it's just one episode just one episode even if it's not even crime fighting they're just yeah. drinking like you said they're just drinking hot cocoa like Daredevil presents. could dress up as Santa cause he's like the man in red and you know there you go there you go it could be good I don't know. That's my idea. That's my pitch. Use that Netflix if you're listening. Okay. Uh, and that's all we have for Netflix news. Let's move on to our coming of age picks. Uh, do you want to start it off? Sure. My uh, first pick is called King Jack. Uh, it's really good. I believe it was like a winner of some awards at Sundance. Hmm, okay. Uh, essentially what it's about is this kid named Jack. He's kind of not a great guy but like you know you're rooting for him because like he's the main character uh 
he kind of deals with like a, a lot of like bullies in his neighborhood and stuff. And then like one day his cousin ends up coming over uh, to to actually stay with him for like a few weeks because like there's some issues with his parents. Uh, and the whole movie is kind of about like Jack protecting or trying to protect his cousin from these bullies in his neighborhood. And it sounds like a really simple plot, and it is for sure. But it's it's a really really good movie. So that's what happens. I want you to sell me on it. Like, is it? I actually I should ask. Out of all you have uh, four picks, is this your favorite? Uh, if we're going leaning, because you have some com. I would say no, but by no means does that make this a bad movie. So it's, I, I want to ask really you then, good. why did it make your list? I'm not trying to critique you. I just want to know what's uh, good about it. I don't want to spoil it. It's it's re- it's really good. There's like a lot of like, uh, cool moments like towards the end, and like uh, Jack himself has like a really good arc, because like it starts out like you don't necessarily really like this guy, or you kind of think he's kind of stupid, but in the end it kind of comes like, uh, to a to a different, you know. You're really trying to tiptoe around spoilers. Yeah, like it's 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 hard to explain, but like it's it is really good for sure. Okay. Any other final thoughts then on King Jack? I haven't seen it. I'm interested to see it. Uh, fun fact: the main guy who plays Jack actually was one of the. Oh, is uh, it Asa Butterfield? No, it's not Asa Butterfield. Uh, but like, oh, sorry. But like Asa Butterfield too. Like, uh, but the the main guy who plays Jack and King Jack, he was on the short list of the people to play Spider-Man in the Avengers universe. Like he. He didn't get it, obviously. Seeing this movie, do you think he could have pulled it off the same way that Tom Holland? Absolutely. Like the kid has, has the voice for it. Like it reminded me of, uh, it's like the Ultimate Spider-Man video game, where like like his voice sounds exactly like that. So like if they were to have cast this guy, <clears throat> he would have been he would have been good. I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then I'll go on to my other pick. Okay. It's called Sing Street, and this one was also. A big winner at some film film festivals, but I think it was more more so uh, across the ocean in the UK because this movie takes place in uh, Ireland in the 80s, and essentially it's about this kid who goes to a different. He's all of a sudden taken out of his school and sent to a different school because his parents are having a lot of like financial troubles, and uh, he doesn't really initially get along with people at first and he's kind of like an outsider but then he meets this girl who's like just hangs out outside the school all the time for no reason and this is an all boys school he meets this girl and he's like hey you want to you want to be in this music video for my band he doesn't have a band oh okay so the whole thing is like him making a band to impress a girl and it's does it work i'm not going to tell <laughs> you it's really good though it's like if you ever had like uh, dreams about like you and your friends starting a band, it's like this movie is that and everything goes right. And none of, oh, everything goes right? Well, some stuff goes wrong, but it's still really good. All right. Yeah. So it's not like a musical then or anything? Well, I mean like in the sense that they, they, like, they play their songs and stuff. I guess it's a musical, but no. Like it's not like, like when they play their songs, it's not like, you know, like out of the ordinary like how musicals are like everybody's singing and everybody's dancing no like it's like they have like a concert or something okay or they're like having like a band session sort of thing uh does it work with the 80s 
Oh yeah, like it stylistically, like it is super eighties, like like music, like costume, like hair and makeup, everything eighties. I'm not gonna lie, like, Sing Street. I'd never heard of it um, prior to us like discussing what we were gonna choose. Is there anybody big in it or anything like that, or is it just pretty uh, much really under the radar? There's actually a couple guys that are kind of big. Um, there's this uh, younger-ish actor that plays the main character's older brother, and he was uh, in Transformers: Age of Extinction. He was uh, Mark Wahlberg's daughter's boyfriend, who was kind of oh, with okay. him the whole time. He's in it. He was actually really good, and like, you know. Age of Extinction wasn't, you know, the most amazing movie in the world, and he wasn't all that great, but he's really good in this, I would say. And then also... Is this like a romance or a comedy or a romantic comedy or what uh, is it? Kind of. Yes. I just, it's hard. I don't want to give any spoilers away. But also, uh, I think I might get this wrong, but it's Aiden Gillen from uh, Game of Thrones. I don't, I, what is, it? is that his character uh, in Game of Thrones? No, this is him. Oh, that's uh, uh, Peter Peter uh, Peter Baelish. Peter Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Yeah, he is also in this, and he plays the main character's dad. You don't see him a lot, but he is in there. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a super super good movie. I'll have to check it out. It's very like uplifting, okay. and like positive, good, and it's I really need good. That. Yeah, especially with the exam week come right around the corner. Oh, same. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts then on Sing Street? Uh, it's a, it's a real good movie. Like in the soundtrack is actually like really good. My, uh, I showed this movie to my family and my little brother who's like 10 he's like, this is so great. And he went and like got the, the soundtrack online. And this is what he listens to now is the soundtrack for Sing Street. Cause it's like super like eighties and stuff. And he, for some reason he just loves it. I mean, not for some reason. It's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt Arisa's thing weird. Was there a movie that was supposed to be here in this on our list? Yeah, because you told me... Okay, we have this like list of movies that we're going down. I thought Heavyweights was supposed to be right here. Yeah, but there's only three movies. You have four. No, this is ten things. Yeah. yeah. You have four, then. There's like three here. Okay, one, two, Which one are you missing? three. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, we're going to talk about ten things, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about ten things. Heavyweights is down here. Okay, never mind. I'll ask you later. You're crazy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. So now we're going to transition to this other pick that we have. Ten things I hate about you. It's pretty topical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This has, uh, this got a, this is a big, it's a big movie. Um, it's a I pretty big like, movie. But it's like, it's older, 1999. So this, I feel like it definitely is a good chance you haven't seen it. Um, but it's got Heath Ledger, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, David Crumholtz. It's got a few big actors um, in it. Um, And it's, you know, I'm not going to lie, I've never seen, no, that's not true. I've never seen Heath Ledger, I guess, in a comedic role. Like, we see him as the Joker, and I didn't see Knight's Tale, but that's not a comedy, I don't believe. No, it's like an adventure, pretty much. And then you see him. I saw him in uh, Brothers Grimm, which is also like an advent- fantasy adventure. It was really interesting seeing him um, play like a comedic role or a romantic role. Um, and he's like super charming. But yeah, basically, this movie is about there's this, there's two sisters. One of them is like the preppy hot girl, I guess, at the school. And her older sister is like. I don't know how to explain it without being... She's, like, really antisocial. Yeah. She's very sassy and mean. Uh, 
But and because of that, their dad, ooh, her, their dad is actually. Uh, if you saw Princess Diaries, it was the hairdresser from Princess Diaries. I'm pretty sure he was also in uh, Max Keeble. He was the the principal. Oh, you know he was. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Uh, any, anyways, uh, so the dad makes a deal with the sisters then that because he doesn't want them to date at all, and there's like a lot of funny dialogue around him not wanting them to date or be around boys and all that kind of stuff. But he makes a deal that says that. Um, the younger sister can date as soon as the older sister dates. And the older sister, like we said, super antisocial, not interested at all in, like, boys or anything. Not that she's, like, a lesbian. She just doesn't care. She wants to do her own thing. She's independent. Yeah. Um, That's okay. And so, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character wants to date the younger sister. So, he makes a deal with Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's character, to uh, try to date the older sister so that she has a boyfriend so that he can date the younger sister. It's kind of complicated. It does sound way more complicated now that I'm explaining it. Yeah. Um, so basically it revolves around, it evolves, it revolves around that, um, that whole, and it's very, it's a funny movie. It's kind of romantic, no, it's, I would say. I would say it's pretty romantic, but like not in like a, not in a bad way that would like turn you off or I wouldn't anything. say it's mushy at all. I'd say oh, the, no. the mushiest scene is the... Not the last one, but there's the classroom scene where, uh, I can't remember, Cat. that's her name, right? Dude, what? That was, like, really sad. I got invested into that scene. No, I'm scene. saying, what's her name? Is that a cat? Yeah, it's cat. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember the character name. When she's reading the poetry, that's probably, like, the mushy scene. Dude, that that was, like, so sad. That broke my heart. It was pretty sad. I'm just yeah. saying, that's probably the mushiest movie going to get. Like, if you were to qualify anything as mushy? Yeah. Um, super good. Very funny. I got to say, it's... It's got a lot of like good. I don't know how to explain this. Like you're, you've probably definitely seen like a photo set or a gift set of this movie because there's lots of like really funny dialogue between characters and it's it's a really quirky fun movie. Yeah, it's honestly like one of my favorite like rom coms. I would say, or like one of the best ones because like it's a it's really good. Uh, the I wanted to go back. Um, the uh, dad, his name is Larry Miller, and then also has Allison. I'm not gonna butcher her name. Allison Janney or Janie. Um, she's in like Mom, and she's in like a bunch of older movies. Oh yeah, she was in uh like, uh The West Wing. She was in recently, I think, The Way Way Back. She was like the like the drunken mom character. She she's a really good actress, and she played a really funny. Uh, was she like the uh, the like the vice principal or something or or something like she's yeah, like she was the counselor the counselor and yeah so she's like always writing this like smut novel at her desk and it's it's pretty funny it's 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 so good something I didn't realize now that I'm looking at the writing credits is that you know if you had to get there's so there's two writing credits Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith I've never heard of them oh but they they've written big things Ugly Truth Legally Blonde she's the man. So they've written some, like, stuff that's very similar. But if you had to guess who the third writing credit would be on this movie, and it's definitely somebody that you've heard of, who would you guess? Um, I have no idea. You son of a gun. Well, I, I actually already I already knew this. Oh, okay. Uh, but fun fact, it's actually William Shakespeare. Yeah, old Billy Shakes. Because uh, this movie was based on a play by him, The Taming of the Shrew. Uh, it's kind of like a modern adaption of that old story. I think it's interesting that there's a lot of, like, 90s, 80s, eh, 90s movies. Like, what was Clueless? Was it Clueless in the 90s? I think it was. I think so. Um, that, that are, like, based on, like, Shakespeare stuff or, like, 
old like plays and stuff. And they actually kind of like talk about that a little bit. Like they go into like Shakespeare a little bit with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friends. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember. Oh, shoot. I watched this like two weeks ago and I don't remember. Really? Uh, with uh, David Krumholtz. Yeah, I know a friend you're talking with about. Michael. What scene yeah. are you talking about? Like he is trying to get with uh, the younger sister's friend. Yeah. And then she just so happens to be, you know, a big fan of Shakespeare. Oh, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, now I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's not a spoiler. Like, no, it's, I guess it's it, is a, it is like a nod. Yeah. A nod to, Which Will, is, to Billy Shakes. To Billy? Yeah, Bill, you know, people say William. They say Bill. Bill Clinton is William Clinton. I didn't know that. You did it? I did not know that. Isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Alex <laughs> confirms. Billy Shakes. All right. Sounds way more hip than William Shakespeare. <laughs> oh god okay, okay. Uh, so any final thoughts on 10 things I hate about you uh, this is my personal favorite movie of this uh, picks list what about you what What if you had to say would this out of be? the ones that you picked or uh, just you know in general well out of the list my, probably, my favorite is definitely Moonrise Kingdom which we're going to talk about right now uh, Moonrise Kingdom is a Wes Anderson film uh, probably not my favorite Wes Anderson film. Actually, I'll say definitely not my favorite, um, but it's definitely up there. It's really, really good. What is your uh, favorite Wes Anderson film? Fantastic Mr. Fox, hands down. I really like Rushmore, but Fantastic Mr. Fox is really okay, good. I'm not going to lie. Well, this is a tangent a little bit, but like, I don't, I like Rushmore, but like J- Jason Schwartzman? Yeah, I think so. He freaks me out a little bit. Really? I think he's hilarious. He looks kind of weird because he's got braces and he looks like a grown man when he's not. That it, makes it way more funny. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that It was movie. definitely a good yeah. movie. All of Wes Anderson's films are like super quirky. Uh, if you haven't seen them, they're like super quirky and uh, really stylized. Yeah, definitely. And every frame and like shot is like perfect. Like yeah, exactly like, how he wants, and it's like beautiful and amazing. And so this movie is about this tiny island uh, called New Pendance, I believe. And uh, there's a scout. What are they, khaki scouts? Yeah, it's like, it's like Boy Scout, pretty much. And he, like, runs off with uh, a girl. And they're, like, young. They're probably, like, they probably might have said it, but I think they're, they're, they're like, 12, like 12 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, like, run off to live together and, like, fall in love and get married and all this stuff. And it's all about the shenanigans, kind of, that evolve, revolve around that, like, with the police trying to find them, uh, with them both being, like, troubled kids. Um, with like the khaki scouts uh, trying to like f- bring him back, their parents too. And this movie has like so many famous people and a lot of, a lot of people that like frequent rest uh, rest Wes Anderson movies. Uh, so it's got like Bruce Willis, it's got Bill Murray, it's got Edward Norton, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman, Bob Balaban, Balaban. I, I probably just murdered his name, but like it's got a lot of big actors and they're all like it's really amazing uh it's what are you looking at i was looking at the cast list oh yeah it's like it's got a it's got a lot of power behind it and i think it's interesting that out of all the wes anderson movies this is the one that's on netflix what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> out of all the wes anderson movies that this is the one that's on netflix <laughs> i'm gonna walk out of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Podcast uh, is over. I would think it would be something more like if I like I, I'm biased toward it, but like I would think it'd be something more like Fantastic Mr. Fox because that's definitely more of like 
a family movie, I, I would say. Yeah, because it's like stop motion and it's like cartoonish. I think that's Mr. Fox, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like Netflix kind of leaned towards like family movies a lot. Like they don't, like it's safer, I would say, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, though, won, uh, no, maybe it didn't win any Oscars. It was nominated for an Oscar for Best Writing and Original Screenplay um, and didn't win. But it, I think it was at least well-deserved, uh, at least a nod. Um, all of his movies, like, everything is perfect. Like we said, it's got the shots that are perfect, the casting is perfect, acting is perfect, the music is, like, fantastic, and it's, and it's like, super unique. Like, if you let, listen to a Wes Anderson film soundtrack, not knowing it's Wes Anderson, like, if you just heard that, you would know that's a Wes Anderson movie. Absolutely. It's so unique, and like you said, it's very stylized. Like, Wes Anderson's got his own thing, and it's, like, amazing. Uh, so if you're like looking for like a quirky, it's not a comedy, but it's definitely funny uh, kind of movie. This is definitely a really good choice. Um, solid in pretty much all fronts. Not going to really let you down. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. Any thoughts on uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Uh, it's a really good movie. Love Wes Anderson. Can't recommend this movie enough. All right. Uh, so then let's move on to our final pick. Then uh, yes, it's our final pick. Heavyweights, which is a Disney movie, um, but not like an animated Disney movie. But it, it I, I assume it probably premiered on like the Disney Channel. Um, but it's 1995, and it's about this kid named Jerry, who his parents sent him to a fat camp. But the video shows the fat camp um, as being super fun. Like it's got a big like. I don't know what the thing's called. Like a big water balloon thing that they jump on. I don't know what those things are oh, called. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like the giant inflatable thing that they yeah. put out on the lake and they jump out on it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they got like that. It's got like um, go-karts and it's like looks super fun. And so he's like, okay, it's fat camp, but that looks super fun. So I'm going to go. They show up. Uh, turns out that the camp has been bought by a guy, uh, Ben Stiller, who wants to turn the place into like a legitimate fat camp and not just some fun place to be. Well, uh, I wouldn't say like legitimate because the guy ends up like kind of like hazing them. Well, he, I mean, he, 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 his, his idea is that he wants to make a bunch of money by selling like subscription, not subscriptions, memberships to the camp, uh, through making like an infomercial, but he wants to like actually turn it into like a place where people can lose weight for the most part unsuccessfully, but he want that's what he, like, that's not really a big spoiler. Like this isn't, this isn't, like, a hard-hitting movie that you're going to be mad if it gets spoiled. Um, but, like, unsuccessfully, but that's what it's kind of what he wants to turn into. Like, way more harsher and stricter. The, the inflatable gets, like, destroyed. The, the go-karts get taken away. Yeah, and so it's, like... There's no more fun Turns stuff. around, and then Jerry is, like, dang, this sucks now. So they try to make the best of it, and they kind of try to fight back against Ben Stiller. It's, like... Funny in the term of like a Disney movie. What are you doing? I'm again? not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just listening to you talk. Okay, it's funny in the terms of like a Disney movie. Like, it's like uh, it's a family movie because it's a Disney movie. But it's like it's pretty tame. Um, it's got like surprisingly a lot of um, big uh, star. And I say big. I say some stars for cast members. Like obviously Ben Stiller. Yeah, he's pretty big. Um, you got uh, Tim Blake Nelson. He's pretty big. Uh, the young Keenan Thompson. Yeah, Keenan Thompson as a little kid. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Tambor. 
uh, Jerry Stiller, Anne Mira, uh, lots of like uh, big names. I was surprised. I was because uh, I'd never had you seen I'd, this before. No, have you? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, I'd it never, was always on like Disney Channel or like ABC Family, oh, like really? once in a while. Yeah. See, I only heard about it through a uh, rapper, nerdcore rapper that I listened to, MC Lars. You heard of him? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, he mentioned that that's this movie is where he got his name because there's a, like one of the counselors there that Bensler brings. His name is Lars, and so I was like, "Oh, interesting." And I didn't really think anything of it, and then it showed up for uh, coming of age movies on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, I should check that out then." And it was not bad. I was re- it was it's funny. It's uh, you know solid Disney movie, um, and it's I wouldn't say it's heartwarming, but it's Definitely, like an uplifting movie. Or? Yeah, towards the, it's definitely uplifting in some sense. Um, and I think it kind of teaches a good mess a good message about like weight and stuff because like, like body acceptance. You would, yeah, you would expect like if any this were any other kind of movie almost, uh, you would expect them to, the kids to like end up being thin at the end of the movie or something like that, and they're not. And then they they like they don't really lose weight, and some of them even gain weight, but they still like prove to themselves that they're like just as good as like the other camps around and like the MVP camp and it's like yeah I think it does have like really good messages in terms of like yeah like you said like body acceptance um, so yeah definitely a good one Road Within that was the one that's not on your list uh, yes did you decide to take it off I think I ended up taking it off but like since we brought it up we might as well talk about it The Road Within is about uh, this guy who's kind of troubled like uh, in terms of like his relationship with his mom and his dad well okay rephrase it he has a tough relationship with his dad because his mom just died so like oh okay yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing I rephrase well, he's that he's probably got a bad relationship with his mom then too no they don't really talk much anymore get out okay <laughs> we're, okay yeah uh, uh, so that's a thing and then also he has Tourette's oh okay yeah so because of his bad relationship with his dad uh, his dad is kind of like, you know, a politician and stuff, and uh, he, he's trying to maintain this image of himself. So, like, with his son, who has Tourette's, like, in his eyes, he's like, oh, like, he has to, you know, be, like, be fixed. So, like, uh, he, like, sends him to this, uh, this, like, mental care facility, and uh, he meets these two people, uh one guy has OCD and this uh, girl has anorexia. Uh, and what ends up happening is uh, they go on a road trip to uh, California to go to the Pacific Ocean. Okay. That's the right ocean, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm smart. Okay. Yeah, but that that's <laughs> kind of... oceans. The movie is just like these, these friends going on a road trip and all sorts of crazy stuff happens. And it's, uh, it's definitely like a coming-of-age story, even though they're not like like teenagers I guess mm-hmm. like they're like in their like early 20s but like it's I would say that something I realized about coming of age movies um, when we're trying to look for movies for this episode is that there's really not a strong definition of coming of age movies it's very loose so pretty much if it's a coming of age movie to you then it's coming of age movie like there's no solid concrete definition it's just pretty much about people changing yeah like going through like a big life like transition almost exactly uh, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for our coming of age picks on Netflix. You should go 
check out all of those. King Jack, Sing Street, 10 Things I Hate About You, Moonrise Kingdom, Heavyweights, and... Uh, the Road Within. The Road Within. I didn't mean to call you out on that one. I just was trying to remember what the fourth movie was, and I remembered it right at the end of Heavyweights. Okay. That's okay. Uh, so, yeah, great movies. You should for sure go check those out. Uh, also, you should check us out on uh, Twitter. Also, my Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. No, no yeah, plug out Instagrams. Uh, but, yeah, check us out on Twitter. It's at CMU underscore Netflix Club. You can be updated on when new episodes are posted. And, you know, we post some content, some GIFs or GIFs, however. No, definitely not GIFs. No, it's if you GIFs. pronounce it GIFs, you unfollow us immediately. Or not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's what we got going on there. Follow us at CMU underscore Netflix Club. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this Wait, episode. hold on. Hold What's on. What's next week going to be? We got to answer that question. Next week is our Christmas holiday episode and we're going to give you our picks for Christmas movies. And we know it's a little bit early into December, but it's never too early to stop watching or to stop to start watching Christmas movies. And then after that episode, we're going to say that we're going to go on a hiatus for a couple weeks until we get back from Christmas break. So that'll be your last episode for like 3 weeks or so, maybe a little more. The last episode of 2016, definitely. Otherwise, a terrible year. We're going to try to make something really good to just go out with a bang. Or like a little uplifting thing. It's little, Christmas. Little upli- yeah, you know. Anyways, next week is Christmas. And yeah, that pretty much wraps it up now. So I'm Tom. And I have been Noah. We'll see you next time. <laughs>